one thing you really just have to do is fully commit to whatever it is that you want to do. So right. whether that be running a painting business or maybe starting a YouTube channel or doing whatever, maybe playing, you know, hockey, obviously those things you have to commit 100% to, right? So um, not being like, you know, having one foot in the water, one foot out, sitting on the fence, like anything that would, because if you're not fully like mentally committed to it, they're always going to be looking for an excuse or a way out or something that would be like easier. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, that I think is the death of like an entrepreneur, just like having like a, like it's not bad to have a backup plan, but there's like, if you want to be like, if you, if you really want something, you just need to throw yourself into the fire for it. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. I'm really excited today. I've got a young leader, a recent graduate in his third year uh, with our program, Tyrus Reed, uh, University of Western Ontario. He managed uh, it two summers um, in Whitby, top performing operator, President's Club type performance. He, he earned the opportunity to be a, a mini district manager. Right now, he's got at least two of his... his uh, uh, four operators trending to, to 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 be top performers and go to Mexico. Two others just really excelling and growing their businesses, you know. And he talks about you know his journey in our program, the types of things he's learned, the types of of things that he's identified that top performers share. And I think you're just really going to love what Tyrus has to share. Uh, just this young, really, really incredible uh, leader. And you know what we're up to? Uh, we're up to finding amazing leaders for our program. Okay. This is all the scarcity for us is we have this incredible system that is duplicatable, that is repeatable and has been for now over 40 years. And it's about finding fantastic leaders. So do you know of anyone who would be interested in leadership and having an enormous future? If you do, please send them to studentworks.com. You could share this podcast. You could send me an email at cthompson at studentworks.com. Have a super fantastic day. And uh, thank you so much for uh, uh, tuning into this podcast. Really appreciate it. Tyrus, welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Really excited to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, this is awesome. So uh, explain, like think back before the program, before you joined us, you know, who was, who was, who was Tyrus, Tyrus Reed? For sure. So. So I joined the student works management program in my third year of school. Uh, so I had gone through a full year of uh, science. I was in general science at Western. So I went full, okay. for a full year of that. Didn't end up liking it. Took a lot of courses that were just way too hard okay. uh, for <laughs> me. So I switched out of that into, like, into a business program because I took one course that honestly changed my life. Business 1220, if anyone is listening, um, that's going into Western. For sure, yeah. take that class. Very, very great class. So. Um, it switched me over to the the business side of like a career. Um, and I was going through like, you know, the business program and it wasn't really giving me what I wanted out of business. I wasn't really sure what I wanted yet. Right. Um, I couldn't articulate that thought. So 
before student works kind of like the and the reason why i felt like i wasn't getting what i wanted was because i thought like the be all end all or like the end goal was to get like a nine to five job like in toronto or something like right. that in like a finance or accounting field um and i ended up getting that in, in my second like the summer before i did student works um i ended up getting an accounting internship with my uncle and i really appreciate the opportunity and the experience so thanks unc yeah, <laughs> if you're listening early. to this <laughs> yeah exactly thanks and, unc yeah I realized it just totally was was not for me like because yeah. if you think about like the life life of an, of a, an operator you work about like a 12-hour day so, you know a lot of the time um so in this in this uh accounting job i was i was waking up at about 6 6 30 to get on the train for 7 20 to get to work for 8 30 yeah i would leave at 5 and get home by 6 30. so i was working a 12-hour day anyways yeah. paying to get to work yeah. and only paid seven and a half hours and i just thought like this can't be it. So if I had a one frustration with my life before, I, I, I was frustrated with thinking that was like an inevitable lifestyle of going through university and like getting a degree. Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was what I was like before. Um, and another huge like player in my life was like the Ivy School of Business. I really wanted to get into that because I was really driven on that whole corporate job, downtown sure. Toronto like lifestyle. And I remember actually like when I got the rejection email, um, I laughed at it because I was sitting like at my house. I had two of my, my crews running and I was just sitting at my house, like making money. And I was like, I don't even need this. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that was really amazing. It really changed how I looked at a long-term career. So I think that's a, that's a really great answer. Um, and, um, like that's that's kind of a, a neat perspective it really hasn't been entertained much in in our podcast so so you had this accounting job so compare and contrast you know sort of your experiencing you know running your own business over the last three years and the role that you had as you know in that accounting role down downtown and again thanks thanks to your uncle you yeah know? for sure and and by the way as well one of the best things in life is getting to understand what we don't want you know, I think one and one of the biggest things as well is actually understanding yourself, knowing you, I could have told you accounting wasn't for you. And I get why you not knowing you, right, you know, just because, hey, I'm just I'm just starting to come to an understanding of who I am just going, oh, OK, maybe I should do accounting. You know, it's 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 you know, you've got this vibrancy and this people focus and energy. So. And not saying accountings don't ha don't have that, but a yeah. lot of the work is different than what you're doing now. So why don't you compare and contrast that, Tyrus? Yeah, I was gonna, I was actually gonna bring that up, and like, of course, there's nothing wrong with like being in an accounting profession. It's a great profession. It's we fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> we love our accountants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So I just found that like the 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 work like it wasn't who you're like you you kind of hit it on the the head there like it wasn't who I was. I. Yeah. Uh, very social person like i like to talk to people i like yeah. to uh be out like you know doing things uh, like either with like either with my hands working with other people on like you know their businesses different sites all that kind of yeah. stuff and it was the reason i why i wanted to or i thought i wanted to go into accounting is my whole life i've been like good with math good with numbers like yeah but like realistically i was like okay with them like no whiz kid number genius right. or thing right so i thought like hey this like and going back to that mentality I had of this is what has to happen. Yeah. I was like, this is just the way it's going to happen. And it was super like limiting, limiting. So like in, I guess if I could contrast the two positions, like 
just the the one thing that I really just love about the like being an entrepreneur is like the ceiling that you have is just like almost limitless, right? Like right. with the accounting position, like granted, I was there for a summer, right? Like I wasn't expecting to get a promotion of course. Or, of course. or anything, right? But like even just looking like not not just at the firm I was at, but into the whole like world of like, you know, corporate, like, corporate job or accounting, finance, whatever it was. It was to me like more of like, it seemed like too slow of a progression. Like you work five years to get a promotion to yeah. be like a little bit higher than you were before all while doing kind of the same thing every single day yeah. and like being an entrepreneur, like sure. When you're running a, like a specific business, you're doing more or less the same thing every day, but there's always unique challenges that come up and like different people that you meet all the time. And mm-hmm. I think it was just much more of like an eye opening experience to, to do something for yourself rather than for someone else. Yeah, no, for sure. And certainly as well, the, you know, the results economy, you know, I'm, I'm limited by the amount of money I can make where in the results economy, it is unbelievable. You know, it's so hard to believe that we really don't like to talk about the numbers that people make because it's just so hard to believe. It's like, that just can't, that just can't be true that these students are making that much money, you know? And again, they're working really hard. They're learning skills. They're, they're really developing and creating all sorts of value. So after your first year's experience, you know, in the student works management program, you know, how did you see things differently? Yeah. So one thing that like, personally, like I am, and I know a a lot of people like in student works probably are, and just a lot of people in general, they're very like, if you got it, if you want it to get it done right, you have to do it yourself. Okay. I'm like, that's just, (laughs) that's just, you can't do it that way. Like my first, my first year operating, like I did a lot of that, like, I have to do it myself if I want to get it done right. Yeah. Um, and it just takes up like there's not there's actually just not enough time in the day like to do all those things, especially if you are, you know, running three teams and I was running two at the time. But if you were running three, like I can't imagine doing that all yeah. by myself. Right. So the power of just like leveraging great people and like really having a great network um, of people to to work with really is is the biggest difference that I, I I've seen. So kind of, you know, how I implemented that following up for my second year operating, like I made sure that I hired just like really, really great people. I spent a ton more time hiring. Um, I hired like a a manager, like a production manager. So he could help me like run the business. And it was just like the amount of like free time that I had after, like compared to my first year, my second year, I was, it was like laughable. I was blown away um, by like what was actually possible by just like having other people like using their skills and leveraging their skills yeah um, helps you not get overwhelmed as much yeah no and it's funny one of the things that you mentioned earlier you know is oh you know as an advantage is you know you work well with your hands and and the reality is that's almost a disadvantage i would say as yeah. an operator because you know i'm very physical you know i'm an athlete but i don't work well with my hands i don't i'm not i'm not interested at all in contracting or fixing things or or, or doing any labor you know yeah. um and so, you know, that was easy for me to just avoid because I just didn't like it. I'm not, you know, again, some people go, oh, you know, I have great friends who are really, really wealthy and they do all their stuff around the house. And I go, well, yeah. why don't you just hire someone? And he goes, well, I like it. I enjoy yeah. it. Great. Well, then you should do it because that's 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 what life's about, finding things you love. You know, so that can be, stand in your way because you're actually going and doing stuff that that is actually going to hurt you. You know? Yeah, for sure. And you think like you like listen to like Amara. I'm sure he's been on the podcast. Yes. Um, 
So like he, I remember he told I, one time at January training, he's like, I don't know how to paint. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> like mm-hmm. you did $500,000 in revenue and you don't know how to paint. Like no wonder, you know, he wasn't wasting his time doing other things besides selling. Yes. You know I mean? yeah. he couldn't. Well, well, also selling, recruiting, recruiting. leading, managing, yeah. engaging his team. You know, uh, making sure every one of his team members, because I, I work with them that summer, every one of his team members was happy. So he, he'd have specific conversations every week with his team members. But like you said, not picking up any brush, not, you yeah. know, picking up any squeegee, not, not, you know, no, no, no work to be done. So I know one big thing happened last year and, and that was, uh, you know, COVID, you know, being shut down for six weeks and not being able to run your business. You know, how did, how did you experience that, you know, Tyrus? So like one thing, the number one thing that I did was like, and like Luke's, like everyone on Luke's team, we kind of came together and we're like thinking of different ways we could do, do the same thing that we were normally doing. So um, it was kind of thinking outside the box, like changing like all the in like because everything we did was in person right everything we we ever did was face-to-face building rapport is huge in person with body language and all that kind of stuff so switching like to contactless estimates like doing like telemarketing essentially with 411 like 411 calling even like my hiring process changed like with doing zoom interviews instead of going in person and i actually love doing zoom interviews yeah so do i been doing in-person <laughs> interviews yeah. yeah um it's just it was just i i like them a lot more so a lot of those have actually like i've had like a, a lot had a lasting impact the zoom interviews like i still do um you know like not door-to-door methods of marketing like using facebook much more as well yes. so it was just taking what we did and changing how we did it yeah and actually like when you think about it we, we leveraged like things that we weren't leveraging in the past like facebook for example yes. yeah. using like Skype's been around, FaceTime's been around for yeah. a long time, right? Like Zoom. We didn't do it. Yeah. We never used it. Right. Yeah. So, and it was just kind of eye opening, like, wow, like this was at our fingertips and we actually just didn't realize the potential. So, I think like moving forward, like coping was more just adapting and a lot of people did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now just keep, they're actually just better practices. So, keep yes. them 100%. Like, I think about how many painter interviews I used to do. And mm-hmm. someone wouldn't show up and I'm waiting at the local Tim Hortons or whatever, right? Like that's typically where we do interviews at the McDonald's or whatever, and someone doesn't show up. So I'm, so I'm there, I'm wasting my time where we're here. You've got zoom meetings and you're just, Oh, great. I'm going to go tend to my Facebook site. I'm going to go do this. Oh, they're there. Okay. You know, so it's, it's, it's just like you have a, you have a zoom interview. It's just so seamless. It's actually seamless for your candidate as well. It's, yeah. it's, it's easier for them. And then you can just, again, fast track forward. Um, so we we are definitely keeping so many things that we learned from the pandemic to the post-pandemic world, you know? And, uh, you know, it's, it, it just is really, really fascinating when you see the world that way. Yeah. So um, what, what do you think top performers, you know, obviously you're a top performer, you know, what do you think top performers are really doing differently? Mm-hmm. So... One of the big things that I was uh, talking with one of my operators, his name is Zach. So he, like, as a as a first year operator, he's like running a, a, about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in business right now. And the re- the reason why he got there is because he has this really great um, girl in his business, Bianca. Mm-hmm. Um, so the I guess one thing top performers do differently is something that I mentioned before is really leveraging other people to to help you run your business. So Zach himself 
not an organized guy, Zach, if you're listening, sorry, um, really unorganized. Um, and like it, it, it showed up quite a bit, like at our production launch meeting, uh, I went, you know, we were looking through his, his contracts and I, you couldn't match a contract to an estimate sheet like whatsoever. So it was, it was really pretty brutal. And like, he obviously had to spend a ton of time organizing those. Um, so Zach has this girl, Bianca, that helps him with all his scheduling, organizing and everything that he's not good at. So he can do what he is good at, so which is like, you know, sales and and hiring hiring people and training them and running his production, right? So he he doesn't need to be organized because she keeps him organized. So that allows him to just not get dragged down by that kind of that that weight. Yeah. So that's well, that's, well, that's no. I think and I think that's a great thing to to highlight is is you know the best place in the world to find yourself is something that you just love doing and you're really good at, and so mm-hmm. businesses if they're really, really creating great value in the world are full of people who I'm really good at these things and they're getting other people to be really good at other things that yeah. they're not good at. So, you know, we, we get success by focusing on our strengths. So, so yeah, that's definitely, you know, something that top performers do differently. So after your, you know, your, your two summers, uh, you know, working with this, what, what made you wanted to start, you know, coaching young entrepreneurs and becoming a district manager? Mm-hmm. So. I would have to think back like, to my rookie year. Uh, I was talking with Luke, like my district manager, mm-hmm. and I just realized how much he changed my life for the better. And that not giving anyone that kind of opportunity to experience like what I uh, experienced would honestly be like morally incorrect or wrong. Right. Like the just right. like what I've been able to see is possible with my life and just in general through the Student Works program. Just would be it'd be wrong of me not to share that with other people. And I wanted to get involved like one-on-one with, with that kind of uh, experience. So like working from the recruiting, like the recruiting stages, finding great people and then working with them till the end of the season, like, and just seeing how much they've developed as a person and changed. Like that was one of the big reasons why, like I wanted to become a DM and like a coach. And then also just like, it is so just up the alley of like, what I want to do with my life and yeah, helping people being in business, being an entrepreneur. So it just made a lot of sense um, to me. Okay, great, great. And so, so how have you, how have you found this first year? You know, what, what, what sort of, what have you learned? What's been more challenging than you thought? So like I've learned, I've learned a lot. And what's, what's been more challenging is like, even with only four operators, like that, it does take up a a huge amount of your time because there's so many things that go into just like being an operator when it starts with marketing trainings, then first estimates, second estimates, production launch meeting, production launch, job site visits, like meetings every week. So it just takes up so much of your time. So one of the big challenges, especially like being in full-time school, like from January till the end of April, right? Because I am at the last possible date as per usual. So being in full-time school there, having my own business to worry about and then having four other operators to like keep engaged and enroll. That was one of the harder things. So managing time, like I would, I would have considered myself a very, very good at time management. Um, and even with all that kind of stuff, like being great at time management, it was, I still found that very challenging. And one of the big things I learned is that like, I didn't realize how much of an impact, like, you could have on someone uh, with like just a simple conversation. So like one of the things that like surprised me the most, like I had in the last, I would say 
two, three weeks or so uh, with two, two of my operators, I had two like really powerful conversations. So one was around just like being stressed, stressed on production. And I was talking to like talking to this operator about like what we can do to make them like hurt, like not overwhelmed to right. remove like them from the situation and take a step back to just look at it, how it is without the story. Like, you know, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Like, is yeah. this something that I'm, I can really, cause you know, I've been in that position before Sure. That, and that person is just doing way better now in terms of their stress management. Yeah. And another and seeing, one, I had, and just before you jump onto that, yeah. so, so what they're seeing is they're seeing a lot of the stress management was drama and not intended drama, but mm -hmm. drama. They're making up stories about what could happen or might happen, or a client may do this or well, a ladder may, or, you know, all these sorts of things, or, or like you said, I'm not good enough. And, and so you clear those things away and you just do the things that are necessary to actually run production and you go, Oh, this can work. Like right now, I know it's 10 o'clock or 1030 on June 4th and tires looking pretty not stressed. And I know you've got three crews out there, right? So, so it's, it doesn't, you know, being stressed doesn't help them, you know, produce any more effectively, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. in fact, it hurts, it hurts it, you know, because so they call you, you're stressed. <laughs> yeah. So, so much. Cause, and like with this individual around the, like the production conversation, cause I just, when I got that call, I looked back like at myself in my rookie year and I was like, wow, like I know exactly what you're what feeling. You're, yes. So it was really easy for me to put myself in their shoes and get them out of their head and yeah. back into the game. Yeah. It's so, like, that, that wasn't bad. And then another really great conversation I had was around just motivation and purpose about being like in student work. So right. like, like this one operator, like essentially no matter like what they did, like, or how hard they wanted to do something, they weren't able to just actually go and, and be in, in action and do it. Yeah. And we basically dove into their past, like mm -hmm. two years ago, yeah. and kind of uncovered like what was stopping them or what, what, like what was standing in their way and yeah. why they were holding themselves back. And then like from like that conversation, production's better, sales better, more marketing, like every all all like the metrics of like success are like on an upward trend so it was like really cool to see that impact from a conversation like it was like a two hour long conversation but it's going to make the just a world of a world of a difference to this person like awesome. maybe even change their life hopefully For right? sure. yeah like, no well well it, it literally will and just because someone can't have a great life if they cannot you know make a plan and go get into action around that plan. And that's really what you're saying is things were standing in their way. So they weren't consistently acting. And I know we've got a, we've got a real, a lot of coaching around integrity, a lot of coaching around, you know, not making it wrong. If someone isn't doing what they said they were going to do, but finding out what actually is standing in their way so that they can become more consistent and more powerful, because that's what the most people, most successful people in the world, they can be counted on. They, they do yeah. what they say they're going to do, you know, Hey, you know, we said, we we're going to show up here for our podcast at 10 o'clock. We were both here early. You know, that's what successful people do, you know, and do what they say can be counted on move forward. So it's really, really great. And, and then people are learning these things in their late teens, early twenties. Yeah. That, that was one thing that was huge too. Like one, like this, this one guy, like all, all of my operators are like, like pretty young, like 18, mm -hmm. 19. 
So like, and I, that was one of the things that I was talking to him about. I was like, because he was, he was kind of in his, in his head, like, you know what I mean? Like he was, he was kind of almost disappointed in himself, like yeah. where he is right now, like with his business. Yeah. And I was like, if you looked at yourself a year ago today, like going through an entire pandemic, would you think that you were running a business like at all? Yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And he was like, like, no, yep. like a hundred percent. And like, the one of the some of the it was it was funny in the sense that like because you know I went through landmark and I can I can look I look at problem like people's like um stories and like their their rackets and stuff like that like holding right. me back. I was I just looked at it and I was thinking like it's it's funny because I went through landmark and I was doing some landmark coaching that it was just like what was holding them back like didn't really make sense at all. You know what I mean? Because right. a lot of the time it's like it's not it doesn't really make logical sense yes exactly it's in their head there's they're stuck to it it's a story i'm not good enough i'm not doing well one of the big challenges we have in our program is we have so many people who are doing so incredibly well the numbers are so crazy so someone can look at the leaderboard and say oh look i'm not in the top of the leaderboard are the people who we recruit are used to being in the top group well there's only so many people in the top group everyone in our program is a rock star or they wouldn't be here so that's, that's a challenge that people need to deal with. And by the way, if they go, when, sorry, when they go join a really great forum or hopefully yeah. when they start their own business and have really great people, that's what they want. Just a, just an incredible density of talent. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's really, really hard to be in the top of a, of a major institution. No kidding. You know, oh, it's yeah. really, really hard, you know? So, so, you know, and that's what this is. So what about, um, how is your, you know, second or third year? developed you into a better leader so i mean like one of the big things like i think that if i wasn't in a mini dm position this year i don't think i would be as great as good of a leader as i am so like one one thing like being in a position where i'm not only responsible for like my own personal business with you know last year we had 80 82 clients so this year we'll probably have even more Right. Uh, and then four other businesses with like all over 40 clients. So we're looking at like over like, probably 250 people, right? Like, almost relying on me. <laughs> sure. So, For sure. Um, they're relying on your leadership. Yes. Exactly. Right. So like I really need to be on my A game when like, especially with my with my operators, like motivating them to hire really great people that can produce really great work and also training them to do that. Um, so just in terms of that, my account the accountability that I have is like so much higher. Like if one of my operators painters makes a mistake, like I feel like it's on me and I go, I work to fix that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously if someone in my business makes like a mistake, then it's 100% on me. And then, so like my accountability is just way higher. So it, it just makes, it makes my life way easier when like I'm accountable for everything rather than just picking and choosing what I want to be accountable for. Cause then you get into like a weird area of like, is this person really, a great leader is this person a great business owner like are they actually accountable to anything yeah um so there's that for accountability and then for one of the things like you mentioned before integrity is something that we we coach a ton in this program so like as a vet and as a rookie like i could be i'll be honest like i wasn't always i didn't always have the highest level of integrity around yeah. like marketing and everything like that just being honest yeah <laughs> it happened um but this year like with having four people like that were brand new to the program, everything that you show them is what they're, how they're going to do it. Yeah. So if you cut corners, they're just going to do things wrong. 
and then they're gonna not make as much money they're not gonna return they're gonna not like me and yeah. i'm glad that likes to have people like me <laughs> um, so so i like my, my like the level of integrity i had was way way higher like even when i didn't want to do things yeah. i was i thought about my operator it was like i how like i can't do this to them yeah so it was yeah. really easy actually to be integrity for other people than it was for myself and that's something to go look at for you uh maybe another coaching call but yeah. <laughs> and i think most people find that right and one of the things about being a leader in an organization is understanding that hey again if i'm not on time what's the impact if i said i was going to do something didn't do it what's the impact it is huge you know just like you're pointing out and so it it does raise us to another level you know and one of the other things that we like to say is you know tyrus at as a second year operator running a really spectacular business is seeing the world in a certain way then all of a sudden you know that that business you know literally quadrupled or you know it, you know the size of that business is 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 hundreds of thousands bigger and then you're yeah. seeing it in, a, in an entirely different way and then our senior district managers they're just you know you know five five times bigger and and they're seeing it at a different level right and it's and it's and it's about you know continue to climb that mountain and then you see it differently you know and and it's it's really it's it's again it's a great great experience about doing that yeah it's it's cool it's it's cool that like how every year and you you just kind of mentioned this every year i've looked at it differently I, like as a rookie yeah. it was like and we show this on the slideshows at training yes. like the day-to-day -day operations the next day or the next year is like the not day-to-day -day operations and then third year especially as a dm like I don't really run my production at all, right? Like yeah. I, don't, I, I don't touch it. Like last year, like I was a bit more hands-on. Yeah. Uh, this year, it's like very hands-off, which is yeah. really nice. And it's just, it's really cool. Like growing as like a, a person and as a business owner, like as a rookie, this is what I wanted to be. And right. now that I'm here, like I'm just, I see more and I want more and it's, it's really good. It's awesome. Yeah. No, it's really, it's really great. And, you know, and again, it's like, I know somebody who's running a, a chicken business, you know, it, it's a sizable chicken business isn't in the fields with the chickens, right? Like, you know, again, it's, it's just, it's the same thing, you know? Um, and it's, it's the leadership, it's the recruiting, it's the marketing, you know, sales typically is where entrepreneurs spend their time. So yeah, no, that's great. And, and so, um, how do you think this experience will be helpful to your career and your life, Tars? when i was like in university and i was in a bit a business program like the program specifically is called like business management and organizational studies and i was specializing you know in finance which is a pretty corporate direction but like when when i originally went into a business program i was thinking like i want to run a business or like right. I, maybe like i want to be a business owner like what does business mean like all yeah. these different things and uh like this program could substitute university 100%. If you wanted to be an entrepreneur, like you wouldn't need to go right to university and you could just come through student works and you would be actually ahead of, ahead of people and have no, no debt. Right. Um, so like that's like, that's really nice. So in, in like the long term, I think just like after, you know, especially being a mini DM, being a business owner for three years, hopefully being a full-time DM, like I'm just the experience that I have the real world working with people like in, all these different fields that like you just learned theoretically about in school like right. having that real experience like it just puts you like five years ahead of your competition that like in like my age group i would say like i so i just think like i have such a leg up because of going like going through this program it just gives you such a 
an advantage, almost unfair, an unfair advantage. It's a shame we could only take on so many yeah. people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, yeah, no, it's, I, it's, I was thinking about that Tyrus. I know, I know, you know, literally we filled every one of our spots, except maybe some rural spots, uh, for, for, you know, in Ontario, uh, and all the East coast, we had some Quebec spots in painting that were available. So, so it's like, we really are running into capacity issues. Obviously that's why we started our window cleaning brand. Yeah. We're going to, yeah, I think triple that business this year, which is incredible. And, and so we'll get into more markets, but you know, it, there really are a scarcity of opportunities that we can provide. So, uh, yeah, no, I think that's a really great point. So, you know, what, what, what would you tell a young person who wants to jump into entrepreneurship and leadership? What, what a piece of advice would you give them? Yeah. So like one of the big things is like, everyone has a lot of stuff going on in their lives at all times, especially now with like, so much uncertainty but one thing you really just have to do is fully commit to whatever it is that you want to do so right. whether that be running a painting business or maybe starting a youtube channel or doing whatever maybe playing you know hockey obviously those things you have to commit 100% to right so um not being like you know having one foot in the water one foot out sitting on the fence like anything that would cuz if you're not fully like mentally committed to it they're always going to be looking for an excuse or a way out or something that would be like easier. Yeah. Uh, and that's just, that I think is the death of like an entrepreneur, just like having like a, like it's not bad to have a backup plan, but there's like, if you want to be like, if you, if you really want something, you just need to throw yourself into the fire for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually, I, I, I remember one of our alumni, I can't remember specifically how long, but they basically said, I'm going, I'm giving two years or three years or whatever it was. It's, and I'm not talking or thinking about it at all. You know, this is it I'm choosing and just powerfully choosing. And then just going 100% at it. Because one of the things is there will be doubt. It's impossible to not have doubt, you know? So, yeah. so if, if you're looking at a backup plan, then good chance you'll spend time looking at that backup plan. No, mm -hmm. stay committed, stay focused. And then of course, Hey, check it out. You know, is this, is this, again, this is a grand failure. Okay. You know, that that's not working. And then the other thing as well that I, I love just because we're talking about it, Tyrus is one of the big things that's so powerful about this organization is all the people, amazing people here, right. And the accountability partners and everybody working with each other. So again, if someone's working and looking to be an entrepreneur, finding out somebody else who's looking to do it as well. And, and, and setting up a weekly call, setting up a committed, you know, relationship that they'll support you and you'll support them. You know, that's something that I think is powerful. Yeah. I think like one of the big things is like doing it alone is just like, honestly, it, I would say it's, it's really hard and it's yeah. also like not the easy, like it's not the best way to do it. Like, yeah, like I was mentioning before, like a do it yourself sort of thing, not, not how you want to do things. Like it's, there's a reason why, like, you know, you're not the only person on the planet, right? Yeah. Like people are like humans, like humans are made to, to interact, to work together towards like a greater goal. And you might think that like, you know, no one else wants to do this with you, but like, that's just not true. There's yeah. always someone out there that's just like you, that works just as hard, if not harder, that yeah. would be so willing to work with you on something that you want to create. I love that. No, and 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 actually as well, I was thinking about as you were talking about Silicon Valley and 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 you know, one one thing that they're always looking for are co-founders, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think a big part of that is is again, 
supporting each other, holding each other accountable, you know, uh, somebody having these skills, someone having those skills, but, uh, but, but yeah, we just work so much better in groups. So what habits would someone want to model after you? What, what, what are things that you're doing, doing well, Tyrus? (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, I would say taking physical health is one of the things. I'm sure you you know that like I'm, I'm, everybody I'm, makes fun of Tyrus yeah. for how fit he is. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so great thing to be made fun of for. By yeah, the way. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. So like managing your physical health is just really really important. Like on a it's on a day to day level too. Like yeah. drinking a ton of water. Like I yeah. just drinking a ton of water every day. Eating like not, you know, yeah, exactly. I finished my cup. Um, eating like properly, like not eating fast food. Like, sure, you know, I eat it once in a while. That's totally fine. But making sure that your diet like really like resembles how you want to feel. Like, if you want to feel like crap and like you know sit around and be like really slow and and not do anything, go ahead. You know, and you can eat all the burgers and fries and everything in the world you want because that's what you're gonna get. Um, like for like and you can look at obviously like an olympic athlete right like the the level of just energy that they have to do what they want to do comes from their diet comes from exercising every day uh drinking a ton of water so those are things that like it's really easy to forget to do especially as a rookie operator because i i like forgot to for the month of may i was like wow like i completely forgot about how important this was to me yeah Um, like since then like I've made an effort to like not have to capitalize on like that for some other game. Like I would, if for example, like today, like I'm going to, you know, have a workout after this. I actually, cause it's the only time I can before um, I'm just busy again. So I've moved an estimate for it. Right? right. Like just making, making time for yourself. Cause that's really like, if you can't operate at your maximum level, like you're just not going to be able to perform for anyone like you're gonna do a bad asset you're gonna have a shitty big production week whatever it is right oh i think you're right there there was one book i i i read was was just you know for business executives seeing themselves at in like a professional athlete like using Mm -hmm. that analogy saying okay you know am i getting the proper sleep am i having the proper diet am i working out am i you know how am i managing myself so that i can go deliver it and if you look at most really successful business executives, they have that nailed because it's really hard if you don't, you know, you're going to have breakdowns. You're going to have physical breakdowns that lead to emotional breakdowns. You know, they just, they yeah. just do, you just, you just can't, you know, I, I, I jumped off the Peloton. I got up early, had a workout and, and I just feel great. My body feels great. And so that gives me the energy I need, you know, and, and, and if, and if I'm not, you know, frankly, I've just continued to do that consistently and it makes an enormous difference. So I just love sharing that habit. Thanks so much. So before my final question, anything else that you'd like to share with the amazing leaders listening here at Tyrus? Um, well, thank you. Thank you everyone that listens to this podcast. I really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. This is my first ever podcast that I've ever been on. So I hope you enjoy and uh, I hope you you take some some value from what I said. Um, especially if you're a rookie operator becoming a vet, uh, or if you were you know a rookie next year, maybe in the fall, yeah. listening to this, you know, hopefully you take some things away. Don't be too stressed um, yeah. about it. There's always problems. Problems have solutions. That's yeah. you know you don't even have a problem as a solution. Uh, so don't ruin your don't ruin your life over it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually something that 
you're right. You, you, you know, you would have had a hard time seeing that in your first year, Tyrus. You know, again, I remember your first year, you're very, very stressed. No surprise. So was yeah. I. And then it's, it's just, you know, as you grow and as your business grows and as your skill and mindset grow, you're just able to go, oh, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to deal yeah. with that? What's the best yeah. way to deal with that? And just, just again, at peace with it, because there is no way to do like for us, I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs we're going to do this year without mm-hmm. having some issues. And then yeah. you just literally just, okay, what's the next action? How do we please yeah. that customer? How do we resolve that situation? You know, and, and again, what can we take from it? What can we learn? And, and, and there's no question. A big part of that is reps. You do it more and more and more, Yeah, you know, you can be, you can be peaceful. So it's, it's sure. understandable, understandable why, you know, in your first year, you're not as peaceful, you know, and then you can become more and more peaceful, but you know, peaceful is the, is the direction. Yeah. <laughs> peaceful is the direction. Yeah. After my, after my rookie year, I had a couple of gray hairs. I was like, I can't get any more gray hairs. So, uh, my You're looking year, too good for gray hairs. Exactly. No way. No I way, Tyron. I don't want the gray, so I'm going to not be stressed about these things. Awesome. So, so Tyrus, when you think of a leader of tomorrow, what, 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 what comes to mind? What do you think of? Uh, I don't know if this is going to sound cliche um, at all, but like realistically, like the, the values that require you to, to excel in this program are, is what could it, is going to be the driver for a leader of tomorrow. So when you think about like our four referability habits and, you know, earning the right to work here and all that kind of stuff, like these just like the, the standards that we hold for our operators that are like 18 years old, which Mm -hmm. is insane. Like that's what turns someone into a high performing, like adult and a leader of tomorrow. So being like in integrity at all times, being accountable for things that, literally aren't your fault like just always being someone that can be relied on is is what it really takes to be like a leader of tomorrow like i wouldn't be surprised if you see i mean like i guess tons of our alumni already like already ceos cfos like you know Mm -hmm. founders of of huge companies like 1-800 got junk and all that kind of stuff right so um i i'm i will not be surprised at all if i see a lot of the people that i've been in the program with being CEOs and, and, and managing oh, that, that, that 100% will happen. And just to clarify, Brian Scudamore is not an alumnus of a program of our program. He's oh, a good he friend was. and okay, he, was, he was, he was sharing. No, no. Uh, he's recruited a whole bunch of our, of our, uh, uh, you okay. know, yeah. So no. So, but, 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 uh, Brian, Brian started his business as rubbish boys out of, out of school and a great story. And you can jump in and learn, uh, listen to, uh, our podcast. He also did a LinkedIn event and he's got an amazing book called willing to fail, but just to clarify. So most importantly, you know, Tyrus, thanks so much for, for spending time with us. And thanks for, you know, just again, all the hard work you put into our program. I, I believe you led our team in the number of referrals you had. Uh, so, yeah. you know, again, so well done and, and, and congratulations on all that work and, and again, working with that team and, and, and again, helping them to become the leaders they want to be. So you have a fantastic day, go get a good workout. And, um, I know we'll talk to you Monday morning early. Thank you, Chris. Have a great one. <laughs> you betcha. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, 
but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.